0: All right, of the Holy Backboard podcast. I am Dustin here in Rip City, and I got
1: my man, Sage chilling here in Beaverton, Oregon, rainy Beaverton, Oregon, ready to talk about another future Friday's prospect in Cody Williams. So tell us about Cody Williams and how he is your bestie of this 2023-24 NBA draft class
0: cody williams freshman forward out of the university of colorado uh 6 190 pounds from gilbert arizona consensus five-star recruit coming into uh, the university of colorado at boulder the number one overall prospect by on three sports rated number seven by espn and rivals a mcdonald's all-american uh, if his last name sounds familiar, it's because it is his brother is current Oklahoma city swingman Jalen Williams, who went 12th out of Santa Clara, uh, by the Oklahoma city thunder in the 2022 NBA draft, having an absolute breakout career early on with the thunder. Also a late bloomer was uh, drafted as a junior Cody's likely going to come out as a, a freshman, um, Hobbies include bowling, golf, watching film. Uh, The University of Colorado website says he's done work, volunteer work at shelters, and he chose Colorado because he loved the coaching staff team style of play. Fun fact, he had never seen snow in person prior to Boulder's first fall in October of 2023. Uh, When we're looking at big boards, number two overall on The Ringer and number five overall on Tankathon sage uh for this year in colorado 18 games played he's putting up 13.7 points uh shooting 59 percent from the field on nearly eight attempts a night shooting 46 percent from three on two attempts a night 71 percent at the line on three and a half attempts grabbing 3.3 rebounds 1.8 assists uh, 0.7 blocks 0.8 steals Uh, 2.2 turnovers in nearly 31 minutes of action, uh, a PER of 17.5. And he has been tasked with a lot as a true freshman uh, at Colorado, even though he's going to be a small forward at the NBA. He is essentially their point guard. He handles a lot of their ball handling responsibilities. Nearly every action you watch him on film is with the ball in his hands. Let's look at him offensively first. Um, you, you said it first. He is my number one prospect in this draft class. And because he's number one doesn't mean he's going to be a, an all-star. Like this is, I don't know if this is an all-star class. You, somebody may end up being an all-star, but from the, the range of prospects, the the pick of the litter, so to speak, he's my favorite for a few reasons. What what has Portland lacked I mean, really, since they've been contenders in in 2000, they've lacked positional size, positional versatility. They've lacked playmaking. They have lacked low usage, high impact players. Cody checks off all of those boxes at six, eight. Um, I tend to believe he might have room to grow more or be even taller watching him on every game I've seen him. He just looks like the biggest player out there. It's like he's a monster uh he's got arms for days. The wingspan has not beneficial. I'm sure we'll get the official measurements um come May at the combine, but he definitely has plus plus wingspan. And you you start to build out a roster, right? When 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 you're when you're the Blazers. And if you want to have Scoot, who is average size of the point, Shaden's plus size of the two, Cody would be plus size of the three, and, and you start to build it out, DA plus size at, at mm-hmm. the five. No more are you at a disadvantage. And traditionally in the past, Portland has had really good high-impact players, but they've all been off of high volume, whether it's Dame, CJ, Ant, even Jeremy, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. You need players who aren't going to take a a lot of shots, but who can selectively choose when and where to leave their mark and still impact the game. That's, That's one of the reasons why I like him is... You know, beauty is in the of, is in the eye of the beholder. I, I I can totally see an argument for other players being number one. I don't think there is a consist uh consensus number no, one in this draft class. You look at thirty NBA teams. If thirty NBA teams got the number one pick, you're probably getting maybe four players, maybe five who could go number one. You really have to see who is going to fit your roster. That's why there's not a Wembenyama tier. There's mm. not even a Scoop Henderson tier in in this draft. There's you not
1: even an Evelyn Mobley tier.
0: Yeah, you've probably got four or five, six players who could be tier one guys. And he just happens to be my favorite prospect because he checks off all of those boxes that I see the Blazers have needed over the last two plus decades. Um, offensively, let, let's let's look at his game. Uh, tell me tell me what you see when you watch Cody Williams play.
1: I'm glad you didn't mention like he's a good shooter at 40 plus percent because he. Barely takes any shots. For me, when I watch Cody Williams, I find someone who's a very fantastic off-ball mover and cutter. I think Colorado as a team is very, very, very good offensively. So they put Cody in positions for him to, to succeed. But having a guy like Eddie Lampkin be their center, who would, it is not an above-the-basket guy. So when Cody goes to the lane, he has to compete and shoot over his man and Eddie Lampkin plus Eddie Lampkin's guy. So it's, it, it's very Blazers-esque. I, I, it reminds me of the Blazers. Thank God Tristan de Silva and KJ are on that team to actually be plus movers because Cody would be in a world of hurt if he was the only person that was worth anything to de- for the defense to defend. But I really, really enjoy watching him cut because he's really, he's really a fundamentally sound basketball player, just like his brother. I think one of the major differences his brother is a plus plus athlete and where i think Cody is just a good good enough athlete to get the job done in those times where he's driving i know his brother would rise up where he has to you know try and finish on a LA lay or you know like try and finish over somebody so the spacing down low and where he is going to get his calling card is cutting to the basket and finishing i think is a really really high player a high potential of happening because he is so fundamentally sound as, as a small forward. There are definitely hiccups to him being fundamentally sound, but if you look at Cody Williams, he is ready to move and use his athleticism to, to try and get to the basket. I think he's so good that I have to nitpick him a lot because yeah, I, I see a starting caliber small forward, but I don't really see anything more than that without a humongous change to him, his the way he moves, and the bag has to extend. But, you know, there really isn't that much of a floor, but for me, I don't see that much of a a, a huge ceiling for him. But I really do think that he is a winning basketball player I got some questions about him, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, but uh, what do you think about him offensively?
0: Yeah, I, I just think he's incredibly efficient right now. He's he's its true shooting percentage is nearly 66%. Uh, I think Tankathon, he's finishing
1: at the paint at 70%.
0: Tankathon projects him to be a 34% shooter from three, which is completely fine and acceptable. Uh, you mentioned that um, his bag is going to have to
1: it's uh, one of the worst bags I've ever seen, bro. I know I talk shit about Shaden. This guy's worse. Cody has a worse bag. The only move that he has that creates any positive separation is a janky spin move where the ball goes to his shoulder, essentially, on the spin. He, his bag is bagless. like He, he just doesn't have anything. to separation from a Toledo small forward. What's going to happen when Herb Jones is there and all he has is the the janky spin move? Um, I mean, he's getting walled up against college players. What's going to happen when you get to be in the top tier of the top tier athlete?
0: I think that's where we view him differently. I don't think he's ever. I think this
1: is where we view all prospects that are wings and guards differently. Is that the the ball handling? Because
0: there's only the cream of the crop know how to do that. Right. That that's very few NBA players can, can do that. I I don't I don't think he's ever going to be able to have. A bag but i don't think he needs to i I think he can have a sean marion andre kirilenko that type of small forward impact neither of those players could dribble the ball very well they can grab and go there's a difference between grabbing and going leading a secondary fast break leading a primary fast break getting the ball running a simple pick and roll side side you know second side pick and roll action he he's capable of dribbling the basketball Are you going to say spread, spread the floor and we're going to go one on one? No, that, that is not Cody Williams. And I think any coach who sees that or tries to put him in in that predicament, um, is Chauncey Billups dumb. You're going to set him up for, for failure. Cody Williams reminds me so much of, of Nicholas Batum and I think plus, Batum did the same things. Batum did not have a great handle in traffic, but Batum could get a rebound, grab and go, make a good decision, flash across the middle of the paint, uh, make another quick decision, uh, something that we've been begging for on this this roster to help out our guards forever. Um, Yes, he's only taking two threes a game, but this comes back to, I think, him not forcing the action and him also having the ball in his hands. I don't think he's ever going to be an unassisted high volume three-point shooter. I think when he goes to the league, his attempts will improve, but he's going to benefit playing off of, of Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp, dribbling in, using their dribble moves to get into the paint, drawing the gravity, and letting him kick for those you know open threes. I think he's going to be a high-assisted three-point performer, and that's where I think you're going to get the value. I do think he is really uh, good off-ball. I think he's overall a smart basketball player who just mm-hmm. seems to make the right decisions. And again, anytime you can have an impact where you're not taking more than 10 shots, like that's, that's so needed when you have, a, you know, Jeremy Grant's probably going to be here for the mm-hmm. receivable future. He needs the shots. Obviously we want Shaden to become and grow into that number one option. Well, there's, you know, 16 to 18 shots. They're eight up right there. Obviously scoots going to need to take 12, 12 to 14 shots as well. Like, you're going to have people with the ball in their hands. What Portland needs is other playmakers on the court. OKC is just riddled with them, and that's why they're having so much success. But that doesn't mean that you have to be this Magic Johnson type of playmaker. Like, he's not a point guard. He's, there's a difference between a point guard and a point forward. Point forward, you can get into your offense. You can run minimal sets of that offense. And you can be, feel comfortable with him bringing the ball to the court, bringing the ball up against pressure. I but don't he's not going to cross some guy over he's he's not going to do that but he can catch the ball off of a curl make a couple of dribbles I do like the spin move um I think he's going to tighten it up the length is going to, play, to. the length is going to play such a great <clears throat> factor for him you mentioned Jalen Williams <clears throat> his brother being the better athlete. Correct. But he's also three inches shorter. So I think when you factor in uh, the length and height and wingspan that 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 Cody has that you just can't teach. And I'm also projecting like right there, there has to be something to to bloodlines in the NBA. And Jalen Williams was on no one's radar, really mm. not even until the second half of his mm-hmm. senior year at Santa Clara. And he still wasn't really on anybody's radar when they were talking about all rookie team preseason. And what is he? He goes out there and he's probably in a redraft going top five. You have if you take Cody Williams, you have to believe that he is going to improve and continue to improve and work upon like he he lists his hobbies as watching film. Like he sees what it takes from his brother on a day-to-day basis. He has a direct, a direct line into NBA life. And you have to believe that he's going to do whatever it takes to, to get to that level. So, yeah, in three years where he would be where Jalen Williams is at now, he's going to have three years of NBA experience under his belt because he's coming in you know, a couple years younger. So I, I, I think of all the players that I've watched so far, he's the one that I say, okay, you can live with the floor, whatever the floor is, but I think the ceiling is higher because of – He's going to grow into his body. I think he just needs to add a little things to his game. Like he had one move. I believe I think it was against either Oregon. His best game or USC, but he got the ball and he actually did a little bit of a hesitation and it caught the defender off guard and he was able to blow by for the dunks. Like he just needs to u- utilize little change of pace. And we're seeing that even with Scoot Henderson, who was, you know, touted as a generational prospect it's going to take time like add little things to his repertoire and if he could just even like he's got really nice touch around the basket if he could just learn to maybe do a jump stop and just shoot over his defender like he's he's got decently high release point long arms good enough athlete like that should be a part of his of his game like you don't always have to get to the rim and not everybody can get get to the rim and especially early on when he needs to put on some weight like his, his brother already has what, like 30 pounds on him at, at three inches shorter. So he's dead. And it's all
1: muscle. I, yeah, I think one of the biggest the things room. for him is he's weak. He's 180, 190 pounds. He's, he's what, getting pushed around. Almost
0: every freshman is, is going to come in. in in today's NBA, right? When you're, you're drafted on potential, it's no longer you stay three, four years and you're coming in as a grown man and you're going to contribute right away. These guys, if they could be drafted out of high school, they would be drafted at high school, so I mean, nearly any prospect we're going to be talking about, um, especially this year, like, going to have to get your weight up. And I, I think-, I
1: think that it's functional strength though, because he's getting he's getting bullied by the people that are, like my height, like he, he's just not functionally strong yet. The way that I see him getting to a star potential is if he utilizes floater and scoop layups and that type of like C.J. McCollum type of craft, I don't think that we're going to see him in the next five years develop any of the dribble moves and footwork that C.J. McCollum has to, but he didn't have to because he's so much taller. But I I would love to see him use the floater because it is, I mean, even with Colorado's scheme and Eddie Lampkin being there, it is not an open lane ever really. You're, you're, you're so utilizing a scoop or utilizing a floater where yeah, he's getting two feet in and then he's going to use his float shot to get in them. If he gets a bag like that, it makes me feel a lot better. I think the way that he returns your secondary playmaker is if he becomes a power wing, not anything of a finesse wing and I think our biggest issue in scouting is the the playmaking. When I watch him in second-side actions, he doesn't see a lot of the stuff that's happening. Like in a pick-and-roll that him and Eddie Lampkin or him and Eddie uh, Tristan De Silva, if he sees it, he'll do it. He just doesn't see a lot of it. So it's going to take a lot of play. It's going to take a lot of reps for him playmaking to get to a level that i think is okay because right now he's just not seeing it unless he's already passed his defender so on a cut i see him making some plus decisions off of that but if it's off of any of his creation i just don't see it man and i really liked him but i wanted to like him but then i saw like Man, he has a shot hesitation. He doesn't use the mid-range. He doesn't have a floater. He's trying to dunk it, and it's at times not really there. And my God, have you seen his hands? It's some of the worst, like, catching animations ever. He drops, like, passes to the point where it's like I expected at least once or twice in a game. Like, I watched UCLA game, and it was like six of these grab the ball drop it out of bounds, grab the ball, drop it out of bounds. And I guess maybe that, like I acknowledge that he's fundamentally, but he has these whoopsie moments that just really infuriate me. I think that's why like all of these people loved uh, Trendon, And I didn't because he had all of these really like attention span mistakes. And then on his drives, even if he gets past the first guy, if a help defender digs in and like when I say dig, they go from the, the corner and try and swipe at it. I'm, it's, it's going to happen. He gets that ball stolen from him on that, uh on his drive so frequently that uh it, it just, I guess it's these small mistakes that just add up and add up. Like, you know, when I watch it, watch players, it's like, if I see something that's kind of like a pattern, I pay attention to it and pay attention to it. It's like, Jesus, he doesn't take care of the ball at all on these drives. So it, it, I think it's a—it's it, not like a three-year thing. I think it's going to be a career thing if he can develop any sort of counter or any sort of dribble that you know can beat a like an easy win for him. I think it will be huge. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I just can't project it. I, I mean, I, I dig the fact that he doesn't just force shots, but sometimes those wide open ones are just glaring, and he tries to swing it to somebody or tries to like dribble in. I want to see him try and shoot it. I I just don't know if he's good or not. Like the 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 percentages and the are good, but the amount of shots that he's taken just it doesn't tell me if he is you know like a decent shooter, a good shooter, or a scared shooter or Ben Simmons. It just doesn't let me know what he's doing. But if he can just get those counters and get those floaters and and uh, runners and all those type of plays, I really think that he could be a star. It's just, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot more work than some prospects in this draft to hit their their uh, their stealing. Again,
0: I, I just, I don't know if he's going to be a star. I think if you're expecting a star, like this isn't a star draft. Like I think people need to, it's, it's not, somebody may develop into one, but. Right now, looking at there, there's not a star in this draft. You want to get a fourth or fifth, maybe third option. If, if they're if they're in your starting rotation four years down the line, you won. You won this draft. Like so that's where I'm at and why I'm not like like, yeah, he gets the ball stripped from him. He's a he's a freshman. Like it, it's it's gonna happen. Like he's he would be like eight or nine or ten on my board if he was in the draft class last year, right? That that's just the the nature. Of, of this draft. I think he's the best of, of what's available. And I, I think given his physical tools and the bloodlines and knowing what it takes to, to win in, in the NBA and just how he would fit with Portland. That's what I love. And you if think he, he does
1: better than Rishi cause I don't. Yes, I do. Wow. Yes. I, I, I need to watch so you more want another not you want a guy that's shot hesitant.
0: <laughs> I want a player who is going to make an impact without having to take 15 shots. We You already have enough players on the team who need the ball. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a player in this draft that is worthy of taking shots away from our current our current core. I want somebody who is going to make a I, I think his, his basketball IQ is high. Uh, let's talk defensively because there's some things I like and there's some things he needs to work on. Um, he plays really, I don't know if he's ever going to be a lockdown uh, one-on-one defender, but I think off-ball, the potential for him to be super solid. Like, I think he could be a very good off-ball defender. Uh, he knows how to play the passing lanes. He uses his length to deflect the ball. Um, he fights, he, there, I don't think effort is is an issue for him defensively. Ah, uh, watched him play against Isaiah Collier, who was at one time a top five projected pick, and more than held his own against a six four point guard. He he can really guard a variety of players. He does need to work on his closeouts. He fouls uh, three point shooters uh, a little bit. They're a little bit reckless closeouts. Uh, oh so God!
1: Yeah, did you in that USC game? He fouled Dennis Rodman's son, who probably can't shoot because he's Desmond Rod- uh, Rodman's son. So.
0: Yeah, he had to do that. Did you see that dog shit ass foul that he did against USC? So he has to work on on the closeouts, but I just projecting him three years from now, I think you're gonna be happy with with the pick. So Is is he a better player than maybe Reese Shea right now? I don't know. I mean that's debatable, but that's that's why. That You're going to get, there's no, like, if you try to like, you know, betting for the number one overall pick. Oh no,
1: I'm not even going to attempt it, bro. You know,
0: when they were even doing it for the number two overall pick last year, it's like, you know, Shams had that kind of shady business where he's like, oh, it's going to be Brandon. No, it's going to be Scoot. I don't, don't bet on, on the draft order or who's going to go like it just, it, it, you don't know. It could be another Anthony Bennett scenario where comes out of nowhere in 2013. And that's the guy that goes, Number one, but defensively, like I think you're getting a well-rounded player, who, like I said, Nick, think of Nicholas Batum, but not having to worry about the the the, the games off that he takes. But the consistent Batum is a winner. That that is a great freaking pick, and and that you can start to build around, right? Like next year's draft is the draft if you want to go star hunting. Mm. This this year you got to find you know it's filled our rotation. How can we build depth at our bench? Like find guys that, that can just play. Like I think if you really try um to maybe go out of your breadth, uh it's just I don't know if it's gonna work. Like if you think like some dude's gonna be the next go bear, I, I, I think you just have to find players who fit your <clears throat> your system. I don't know if there's going to be a BPA versus you know fit thing. I think teams are going to lean fit.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I, I think defensively what I disliked about him is that he didn't slide his feet he tried to sprint with the guard and then when he sprints with when you sprint with a guard like old clay thompson used to sprint with the guard and clay thompson was so good defensively that it wasn't an issue but when you sprint with a guard if as soon as they go left or right you're still sprinting forward and it leads to to a lot of easy jumpers. I think everything that I dislike about him defensively. Is based on the fact that he's trying to play like a cornerback. Instead of sliding his feet. And trying to trust that laterally he can make things work. I think that it, that's just repping it out with a new coach. And an NBA culture where like it might work in Colorado. Where you can lock and trail players defensively. But it's not going to work against Kyrie Irving or like any of the guards, once they realize that they're on you're on their hip, they're going to go laterally and score. So I think that he's toolsy. I don't think it's put together yet. I think it's very moldable defensively what you want him to do. I think that he puts in an effort, but I don't want him chasing around a JJ Redick. Like I watched him try, I think it was the UCLA game. He there was like an elevator screen where the the, the, the off-ball guy goes through two uh players and then they set a screen. His screen navigation is kind of it's rather bad, but I think a lot of the stuff that I see defensively with him. It's easily fixed. The, the Where I think that it's going to take at years of development is offensively to get him more versatile, but defensively I think it's really easy changes like trust the slides, trust that you can make it there laterally. Like He always is going to put in that effort defensively, which I respect, but it, it, it's just about fixing those things that work in high school and college but do not work in the league where there's – You know, instead of a guy that's you know going to go to Europe for the rest of his career, you're going against the best of the best. You can't you can't do that type of defense. But I really do think that everything's fixable. It's just something that I noticed him doing um, with 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 when he's on ball. I I think that he's just going to put in that effort. I think he'll, he'll be a net neutral for most of his career. And if you can't point out a player's mistakes, they're doing just fine. Like now, like there was like a week where I thought, I don't really notice Anthony Simons defensively. That's great. Oh, I I noticed Anthony Simons defensively. This is not great. So I, I think as long as he can just play a role defensively, he's going to be great. It's just things that I saw that was like, hmm, I don't know if that's really going to work.
0: Yeah, Like I said, I don't think you're going to put him on a point guard in the NBA day one. I don't think you're going to get a a an island defender. No, um, but it's all about drafting players that play both ways and you became a become a good team defense. Right. So then. Everyone can hold their own weight. You're not putting the weight of the world on just one or two defenders. Right. That's that's what the goal of this, you know, tear down and rebuild is, is. <laughs> Get players who can play both ways. They're not a liability. You can start to become a good team defender. When you have a good collective group of players who can play defense, it opens up the playbook for what you want to do defensively. Do you want to trap? Do you want to drop? Do you want to play zone? Right? Do, do you want to double? The double can come from multiple angles. You can double off of the team's worst shooter because you know you're not afraid of that. Like mm-hmm. if, if you get smart, intelligent players, you know he may need to work on the screen navigation, but he does have good defensive instincts. Like there's, you know, a play, um, <clears throat> it was against one of the LA schools, but he got switched. And then he saw the, the guy he got switched off of. It was back into a corner. He left his guy and, mm-hmm. and used the baseline to essentially make a triple team. Yeah. And it forced the, the guy to call him out. Like he, he does have good instincts on I that. That was UCLA. Football.
1: But I'm not totally sure anymore.
0: Yeah, so I I really like him. My my comp is 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 Nicholas Batum plus, Ooh. and if, if that hits, beautiful.
1: I don't think you're gonna like my comp, but I think he's Isaac Okoro.
0: Okoro can't shoot. Neither can Cody. Yes, he can. I've seen the jump shot. He just doesn't need to take all those threes.
1: He, he's like four. It's, he's so shot. He's so shot hesitant that. Yeah, like Isaac Okoro is kind of a good comp because you don't really know. And I I mean, Isaac Okoro is a much better athlete than him. I think Isaac
0: Okoro is an undersized three who has no offensive redeeming qualities.
1: I mean, did you hear me talk about what I thought of him offensively? I think, I think the Isaac cutting Okoro is the best thing. That, what?
0: Cody Williams can actually dribble the basketball. I don't think
1: so, bro. You
0: would not trust Isaac Okoro in a grab-and-go
1: situation i did i i saw him do it in uh auburn i trust him more so
0: okay well i was i was much lower on a coro out of auburn
1: and than... i also was high on a coro at auburn i i think i i don't know but i think that i see a starting caliber wing if if it at most likely scenarios he's a starting caliber wing that you are cool with having but if you can improve on it do so i think that's kind of where i'm at and right now, uh there's a lot of stuff that he needs to work on, but I still think he's probably a starting level wing.
0: Where's he on your big board?
1: Okay, I've recently said number one. Um I I think I have less issues with SAR than I do with Cody, so he's probably three. Like I, I'm saying all this stuff, and he's probably three.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's still three in your board. That's There's not a lot of difference. Like, I I just I don't think you're gonna get even though he's my number one guy. Like, I don't I'm not anticipating him to be a star. He might make one all-star game, but I'm not even anticipating that. Like, you you're trying to draft somebody who can play both ways and can play with Scoot, can play with Shaden. Like, if Scoot and Shaden, you know, pray to whatever higher power that you pray to hit their potential, you need Counter pieces, you know, you need pieces that can collaborate alongside with them, complementary pieces. You know, the, the Drexler Porter Blazers wouldn't have been the Drexler Porter Blazers had they not had complimentary pieces mm. like a Kevin Duckworth, like a Jerome Kersey, like a Buck Williams. Like at the NBA level, especially in the new, you know, salary cap double apron area or era you're not going to be able to have a God squad where everyone is, is an all-star and and taking all of the shots and being able to do everything. So you, you have to find players who can fit and aren't going to take up, you know, a ton of your cap who aren't going to take up a ton of your shots and just fit beautifully into that puzzle. Because at the end of the day, more times than not the best player on the best team is going to bring the championship, but it's still a five, five man sport at any, any given time. I also just him, don't
1: think he's a good fit with us.
0: Okay, I because I, I, I respectfully disagree because
1: the lack of the the hesitation of shooting is a big issue with this team in particular because there's so many people that want two feet in the ground or two feet in the paint. So it's it 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 worries me that he also needs that to to succeed, and I don't believe in the shot yet because it's just the shot diet is so sparse that it's hard for me to make a decision on the form's good, but it still doesn't get pulled. So there's obviously something a little bit wrong with it. If he doesn't trust it in like, unless it's just wide open scenarios, but again, there's still time for it to him to trust it a little bit more. And as the years gone by, he has trusted a little bit more, but it's just not enough for me to like in the next level, when defenses are better he's going to shoot more it doesn't really make sense to me that's why i think well, is such a better around him
0: are going to be better but and they have a good offense like tristan do, the, college NBA. Game and the nba game are, are so different like even though the three-point line is pushed in you've got players like lampkin they they they're just going to go inside like that's i think nato's in alabama are one of the the few outliers of spamming the three-point shot, right? You're still gonna see teams attack, attack, attack. That they they play older NBA branded basketball,
1: but it, they're still that's like Colorado's still a good offensive team, yes. even though they go Lampkin more than they should. That's still like a that's like like a top. I'm just saying offense. the
0: spacing at the NBA level is so
1: much. But what you know how like with with uh Dalen Terry. They didn't even believe he could shoot and left him open. He can shoot, so what are they going to do with a guy that takes two of them a game? And at- I don't.
0: I just don't think that's his role right now at Colorado. His role is primary ball handler,
1: but he's not the primary. He's like the secondary.
0: Every almost every time he has the ball in his hands, like he they don't run sets for him to shoot threes. And I think that would be that's where I'm projecting him at the NBA Like I think you can be at worst a three and D guy. Where he's going to get those Sean Marion type of threes, you're not going to run action for Sean Marion to shoot off of the dribble. No, Sean Marion.
1: But I, I don't, I, the, I, I believe in the defense will be all right, but I just don't know if the three that part of it. I think where he's best at is getting to the lane. But I, I like I,
0: that as well. I think he can do both. That's why. That's why Cody. Cody, if you're out there listening. I believe in you and that that's all you need. Um, your mom probably does too, but you know, Dustin in Portland, we're going to, we're going to win the draft lottery. We're going to draft Cody. And then we're going to get Cooper flag in 2025. And it's going to be another
1: year of sucking.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. <laughs> all I'm right. all about the long game. So um, I think that'll wrap this episode up. Sage, take us on home.
1: All right. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Everywhere where you get your podcast, we are there. We are also available on uh, Instagram, TikTok, all of those places that you can, you know, binge out and watch 30 second clips. We are there as well. Um, check us out on YouTube for the full extended version of this show. Um, in the next few days, I will do my podcast on Tristan De Silva because I also think he's worthy of a, of a draft pick. So having two, potential first rounders on the same team. It's it's kind of some nice branding. So I'll I'll talk about Tristan who I think is kind of kind of kind of special with his connectivity. So thank you all for listening. We're out here first